Well, Deion Sanders and the Colorado Buffaloes, they exposed a big problem for the Nebraska Cornhuskers on Saturday. We'll have it all. Our first live version of Locked On Big Ten starts now. You are Locked On Big Ten, your daily podcast on the Big Ten Conference. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Sheeman. Thank you for making us your first listen each and every day. We are free and available wherever you get your podcasts and on YouTube as part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Brought to you by Game Time. You can download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Lockdown College for $20 off your first purchase. And coming up today, we are going to talk about Nebraska's big, big problem that they have a quarterback. Plus, Iowa continues to win, but they win ugly. Is that going to be good enough for Iowa Hawkeye fan? Plus, our first look at week three. And as we are going live right now, Wisconsin and Maryland are struggling big time. So we'll get to all that. Be sure to subscribe and follow Lockdown Big Ten for free wherever you get your podcast. That way you'll get the latest episode of this podcast as soon as it becomes available each and every day. All right, so Nebraska, they lose to Coach Prime and the Colorado Buffaloes, 36-14, to and they fall to 0-2. And first of all, Nebraska has a very big problem at quarterback now that we have a, uh, a two games to look at to try and figure out what's going on with them. Uh, Georgia Tech transfer Jeff Sims, he keeps turning the ball over. So we have a sample size with what's going on here. Um, he is a one-dimensional quarterback. He's a good runner, good athlete, good runner. His passing game is lacking. You throw the turnovers in there, and you got yourselves a, a big mess. He rushed for 67 yards on Saturday. He only threw for 106. Other than Gabe Irvin, who's a pretty good runner in his own right, maybe Ramir Johnson or Billy Kemp the fourth. Uh, that's the entire offense. That's it right there. Pretty one-dimensional. And it's the same blueprint that they used in their 13-10 loss to Minnesota on their opening Thursday night game. In that game, Sims threw three interceptions. Versus Colorado, he threw another interception on Saturday and lost two fumbles. He had trouble handling the shotgun snap. So it, uh, it's been a big problem, and I don't think he's had these kind of problems during camp this summer. But so far, he has six turnovers in two games. And you just, the way Nebraska and Matt Rule, the way they play football, you can't do that. You absolutely can't do that. You can't do that in a regular game, uh, whether it's, it's Matt Rule's style or not. But, you know, they like to run, play good defense, keep it close, keep it low scoring. But if you're just going to turn the ball over, you got, you got no shot. The Colorado game fell apart really in the first five minutes of the first half. That's where the turnovers began. And then Colorado scored like 10 points like that in the final 4-10 of the first half. I was actually curious while I was watching the game if Matt Rule would come out and change quarterbacks in the second half. I thought it was worthy of a discussion. He decided to stick with Sims. Look, I get it. You've gone all spring. You've gone all summer. If you make a change right now at quarterback after six quarters, what does that do for the rest of your team? Plus, I'm not sure they got much talent behind him. We're going to talk about that in a moment because we saw three quarterbacks on Saturday play for Nebraska. But I get it. So, And look, I don't want to bash 
Sims because he seems like a good, likable kid. I've seen him in a lot of interviews and all that, and I, I don't want to bang on him too much. And he does have some strengths. He really does. Uh, in fact, that that strength really started to shine. He busted through for a 57-yard touchdown doing what he does, cut it to 13-7 to in the third quarter. And I thought, okay, maybe Nebraska can overcome this first half and get back into this thing, but that's as close as they got at that point. And I will say up to this point in the game also, Nebraska's defense was excellent. This is a good defense. This is a defense that can win them some games. I mean, they lost a 13-10 to game to Minnesota, and then they were in this game for about two and a half quarters before things um, – started to go apart. Like uh, Shador Sanders, he finally started clicking and getting his rhythm. And then that's when things got away from him at that point. But I got to thinking, and I don't know if you agree with me or not. By the way, always feel free to hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10 or comment on YouTube as well. You know, Matt Rule came in and he went all in on this old-fashioned Nebraska-style offense. And I think people around there were pretty excited about it. They were going to run and hit you in the gut and win the line of scrimmage. But this, this quarterback option, this power running game, where the quarterback is the main weapon, that's really an outdated offense today when the quarterback's the main weapon as a runner. Plus, it puts your runner at risk. Sims did get hurt in this game. We'll talk about that a little bit. You know, Nebraska's not a military option or a military academy where they got to run the option. Um, everybody else is slinging the ball downfield. I mean, just look at the team they played today in Colorado. Um, everybody's playing vertical, and it seems like Nebraska's playing horizontal. And I, I, I wonder if that's going to last. I still want to give them more time. It's two games. Maybe they get things rolling. Maybe they recruit a different – a quarterback in the future that can, you know, be a little more efficient throwing the ball and mixing it up a little bit. But it got me to thinking about all this stuff. And, or maybe they could get this offense to work if Sims just stops turning over the ball. And on top of that, he doesn't have to be a great passer. Maybe if he could just be a mediocre passer and, and maybe make 15 good throws a game. That's it. That's all they would really need. So those are the things I was thinking about today while I was watching this football team and uh, moving forward. Where do you go? What do you do if you're Matt rule? We did see the other quarterbacks on the roster. They have two more because Sims did roll his ankle in the second half, rolling out to the right side. Heinrich Harburg. He hasn't played quarterback yet at the collegiate level. Uh, He played receiver. He went out and caught a pass. He's kind of a hybrid player, caught a pass in the Minnesota game for 10 yards last week came in here, and look, he completed a couple of passes. I think he's certainly capable of running this Nebraska offense. He's clearly not the athlete that Sims is, so I think that's obviously why he's not the starter. But the question is, can he be mediocre and take care of the football? Is mediocre quarterback play and take care of the football better than a super talented, strong athlete that turns the ball over all the time? Uh, you can't turn the ball over this many times and win football games. We also saw Chuba uh, Chuba Purdy. He came in for uh, a play or two. By the way, he is the brother of Brock Purdy of the San Francisco 49ers. And he's got a little bit of experience. He actually played in six games last year. A lot of running around, not a lot of throwing. So we don't have a lot of numbers on him passing-wise. But they don't pass that much in Nebraska. A lot of running, even under uh, Scott Frost's regime last year when he played. 
Look, I think Sims is going to be okay uh, when it comes to um, this injury, this ankle effect. I look like he was taped up and ready to go where he could come back into the game if he wanted to. But at that point, I think they – I don't know. He just um, – I don't know what you do. Um, Sims uh, is going to be healthy enough to play. They got the game against Northern Illinois. The defense, it's good enough to win. And if Sims can take care of the ball, then maybe Matt Rule and the Huskers can get their first win. We'd love your reaction. Hit me up on Twitter at TalkBig10. Also, comments here on YouTube. We're doing our first ever Locked On Big Ten Live right now. Here we go. Uh, very exciting. Glad you could be with us. Maybe you'll find us later. We do podcasts every single day, usually Monday through Friday, in addition to these live ones we do on the weekend. And we cover all the teams in the Big Ten. So we're pretty uh, pretty excited about that. All right. And pretty excited to have you join us. We have, uh, I have, I took over this channel in June. It had existed already, but I took it over in June. We had about 1,200 subscribers uh, when I took over. We're over 3,300 right now. Just inviting you all in the club. Go ahead and subscribe, and then you'll uh, be part of this podcast as soon as it's released every single day. Uh, also, the Buckeyes quarterback situation may finally be resolved. And the Hawkeyes, they win the Cyhawk trophy, but man, another low scoring game. Are Hawkeye fans happy with that? We'll take a look around and then an early look at week three. That's all coming up on our live edition here on Lockdown Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. And we are brought to you by Nutrafol. I want to tell you about them. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement clinically shown to improve your hair growth, visible thickness, and visible scalp coverage. So check it out if this is something you've been thinking about fixing in your life. Nutrafol's hair growth supplements use physician-formulated natural science-backed ingredients. Their drug-free patented technology provides consistent, reliable results without compromising your sexual health. You go to Nutrafol.com slash men. As a matter of fact, here's, a, here's, a, here's what it looks like. comes in a box like that with the supplements. Got it right there. Uh, go to Nutrafol.com slash men and take their hair health quiz. Identify causes of your thinning hair and Nutrafol will give you a personalized plan for better hair health through whole body wellness. So here's what you do. Take the first step to visibly thicker, healthier hair. And for a limited time, Nutrafol is offering our listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked On College. So find out why over 4,000 healthcare professionals recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com slash men. That's spelled Nutrafol, N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com slash men and enter the promo code Locked On College and you'll be good to go. That's Nutrafol.com slash men, promo code Locked On College. So Ohio State made some quick work on Saturday of Youngstown State. No surprise there. And it was 35-7. to Of note in that game, however, Cal McCord, three touchdown passes in the ballgame. He had none last week in Bloomington against the Hoosiers. Marvin Harrison Jr., of course, had seven catches for 160 yards and two touchdowns. And Amika Egbuka, uh, hauled in five catches for 94 yards, and he found the end zone as well. So that was all missing last week in week one. Devin Brown did play a few series, but um, I, I think there was finally some separation here that Ryan Day was looking for. I fully expect uh, 
Kyle McCord to be their starting quarterback moving forward. Do you agree with me? If you saw the game, hit me up again uh, at Talk Big Ten and also on uh, YouTube here with the comments. And by the way, you see the scroll on the bottom. We have a brand new website where all of our stuff funnels through. We'd love to have you check it out uh, at, uh, at TalkBig10.com. That's the number 10, TalkBig10.com. All right, now. Kirk Ferentz won his 200th game Saturday as the Hawkeyes head coach. They won the Cyhawk Trophy. They held on to beat their state rival, Iowa State. 20 to 13 was the final score. This game should not have been this close. Iowa was the better football team here today. Hard-hitting game, both sides. Both defenses played really well. And the Hawkeyes held on to win by uh, defensively by making a big stop on fourth down late in the game. And the, the Hawkeyes' defense was great as usual. And in fact, Sebastian Castro, uh, he had the pick six for the Hawkeyes. They always get the pick sixes. I think they, like, lead the country in pick sixes over the last five, ten years. They're just, they're, they put them up 17 to nothing. You think they're rolling. But here on this podcast, and again, if you're new to us, picking us up here because we're live on the weekends when we're usually not on, we have a lot of discussion. Our theory on this podcast is that Cade McNamara, the transfer from Michigan, all he has to do is come in and just be okay, just be average. Because last year, the Iowa offense was horrible. While their defense was great, they still won some games. But, I mean, they were some low-scoring games, and um, Iowa Hawkeye fans reach out to me all the time. They're just, they've are just they had it with this offense. And you all know that Brian Ferentz, the, the son of Kirk Ferentz, is the offensive coordinator, and his job is on the line this year. This team needs to hit 25 points a game and win seven games. And they came up short of that today. In fact, they came up short last week by a point. They came up short a little more on, on Saturday. So I'm, I'm just kind of wondering, um, Kane McNamara was not even average today. He was, he was not very good. And I'm wondering what Hawkeye fan feels like now. They watched this game. They could have had more. McNamara, he wasn't that great. He didn't look hurt like he did last week. Remember last week against Utah State, he re-aggravated that, uh, that quad injury. He was limping around a lot. He wasn't mobile. They weren't using him on fourth and short. And they still protected him with the play calling here today, but I didn't see him really limping around. And he didn't he didn't look hurt, but his numbers weren't that good, man. They were 12 of 22, 123 yards, threw an interception. He missed at least two big chunk plays that would have helped him uh, add to their lead on uh, passes that were just off. That wasn't good. Uh, Jay-Z and Patterson, the running back, really ran hard for 86 yards and really helped keep some drives going and, and helped them out. If they didn't have him today, I don't know if they win this game. But you know what? I, I would tell you, Hawkeye fan, maybe you'll agree with me on this. There was that period in the middle of the third quarter where I thought the offense might have started to look like it was on the verge of clicking. And, you know, Brian Ferentz was, uh, was calling some interesting plays. He was mixing it up a lot. Um, multiple creative formations, one with no backs, some with eye formation. There was play action. They had a couple of completions. I mean, it was really creative, actually. It was the most creative I've seen in Iowa offense in a while. A couple of hard runs by Patterson, Eric All, both of Patterson and All just fighting for extra yardage uh, after the play was almost done with second and third efforts. And then on third and short, they sent both tight ends down the middle and they collide downfield. And I was like, what happened? And it, then they had to settle for a field goal. I mean, right there, you got to fix that kind of stuff. I know you Hawkeye fans out there saw that. So kind of a quick recap. Look, the Hawkeyes won. 
They're now 2 and 0. There are a lot of teams that would just love to be 2 and 0 right now. The defense was great. Lights out defense by the Hawkeyes. But the offense left points on the on the field. They clearly did. So, I'd like to hear from you on that. Uh, comments again on Twitter at Talk Big Ten or live here on uh, on the bottom of the YouTube screen. That's where you're uh, checking us out right now. Other news and notes around the Big Ten that caught my attention real quick. Uh, JJ McCarthy had another high completion day. I mean, this guy's going to complete like 87% of his passes this year if he keeps up this pace as they easily beat UNLB. Penn State treated Delaware like a scrimmage. I think they scored on seven of their first eight drives, six of them with rushing touchdowns, so they look good there. And, look, Maryland got off to a slow start against uh, Charlotte, and I want to get into this more this week as well. You know, Wisconsin uh, fell behind early as we are doing this live. They were were trailing it. Washington State, look, Washington State, they're they're left behind, right? They're the Pac-2. They look at the Big Ten. They think, well, this Big Ten ruined our conference, and now we have nowhere to go. We think we're worthy of being a Power Five school. And so Wisconsin comes out there, and they're letting them have it. They are they are geeked up. So we're going to get into that a little bit as the week goes on as well. More of that on Monday's uh, podcast. And also, I want to invite you, while you're checking this out, on Friday on all these Locked On channels from 11 to 1 Eastern time, We've got a great lockdown college football kickoff live show every Friday. So uh, check that out as well. I always jump in uh, and participate in that as well, too. Uh, in the meantime, subscribe. Looking for more people to join us. Uh, it's been a great growth period here for this channel. Very excited to have you be a part of it. Share, follow, like Lockdown Big Ten. Tell Big Ten alumni friends of yours about this, uh, this channel, Lockdown Big Ten. The more the merrier. The bandwagon is big. Jump on. Um, coming up, we're going to get our first look at week three. What's going on in the Big Ten? Our first ever live version of Locked On Big Ten. I'm Craig Scheman. You know, maybe you went to a game this weekend, or maybe you're going to a game coming up this weekend, or next weekend, or whatever the case may be, and maybe you're the person that's in charge of buying tickets. Now, sometimes that can be stressful, right? It takes a little bit of the fun of it. Everybody's like, hey, yeah, let's go. Oh, oh, I got to get the tickets? Okay. Well, what you uh, can do is go find the Game Time app. Game Time is great. Uh, it has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event, so in case you're not planning ahead, I have uh, my favorite feature on the game time app is you can click on your seat that you're about to buy and it will show you the view. So you can see that it's not obstructed or it's in a good place on the field or wherever. And by the way, they're not just sports, comedy, theater, whatever you want. Game time is where you need to go. So here's what you do. Uh, download the game time app today, create an account, and then use the code locked on college for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Uh, again, create an account and redeem code Lockdown College for $20 off. So do that. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Okay, uh, let's take a look at what's coming up on uh, this next weekend. Week three, already a big week. So Virginia is at Maryland. Uh, that's a Friday night game or Friday night uh, lights on FS1, 7 o'clock. Penn State is at Illinois. we got a Big Ten battle uh, that is going on. And uh, remember the last time Penn State was at uh, Illinois? That was the nine-overtime game. Yeah, 
nine overtimes. Georgia Southern is at Wisconsin. That's on the Big Ten Network at noon. Also, Louisville at Indiana, also at 12 o'clock. Interesting interconference game. Minnesota is going to North Carolina to take on Drake May, the Heisman candidate. That should be interesting because Minnesota has a really good defense, and Drake May likes to throw that ball. Northwestern is at Duke. Hey, it was good to see Northwestern get a win this weekend after everything they have been through, right? So um, they got they can take on Duke, though. Duke's good now, right? Got to get used to that. Western Michigan is at Iowa at 3.30. Also at 3.30, Virginia Tech taking on Rutgers next week. And at 4 o'clock on Fox, Western Kentucky taking on Ohio State. I told you earlier what I thought about Devin Brown and Kyle McCord. Also at uh, 5 o'clock on Peacock next week, the Washington Huskies coming to Michigan State. These two played last year. And again, Washington is going to be part of the Big Ten. So this is almost a Big Ten game as Washington comes to take on Sparty. Northern Illinois is at Nebraska at uh, 7 o'clock. That, um, again, we talked about Jeff Sims at length. And Bowling Green is at Michigan on the Big Ten Network at 730. And this will be the last game that Jim Harbaugh will uh, be suspended for. After that, he can come back. And Syracuse is at Purdue, 7.30. That is the national game on NBC. Well, um, that's it in a nutshell. Would love your comments. I'm, I'm thrilled if you found us here tonight. If you didn't know we exist, we have new, fresh podcasts on the Big Ten every day throughout the week, Monday through Friday. And uh, we're going live on the weekend. So love to hear from you. Comments here on YouTube or hit me up on uh, Twitter at TalkBig10. And um, so check us out for all that. Um, also, looking for more subscribers. Um, subscribe and follow this podcast right now. You're on your favorite podcast app. You'll get the latest episode of Locked On Big Ten every single day. And um, plenty of other Locked On uh, properties to check on uh, as you're on the podcast website. All the teams, everybody, every team, all your teams, every day, new podcasts. It's a great network. Be part of it. So I um, want to thank you for checking us out. We'll be back with a new podcast bright and early Monday morning, both the video version here on YouTube and, of course, the audio-only version wherever you get your apps. And we invite you to join us for all of that and tell your friends about us. All right? Had a great time. Have a great rest of your weekend. I'm Craig Scheman for Locked On Big Ten.